0: Hey, welcome to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean. Our guest this morning is Deborah Bonham. Talented singer-songwriter Deborah Bonham and guitarist-songwriter Peter Bullock, who are husband and wife, along with their band and special guests, have recorded a new 13-track self-titled covers album which is an inspiring blend of blues rock and a bit of soul deborah bonham is the younger sister of legendary rock drummer john bottom of led zeppelin fame and is a powerful vocalist well versed in blues rock she has worked with and graced the stages of paul rogers robert plant and many more her new album is filled with the songs that she loves Dedicated to the great blues artist of yesteryear, Peter Bullock is a versatile, masterful guitarist who has long worked with the legendary Paul Rogers and many others. Welcome, Bonham Bullock, to Behind the Drive on the Bay. Just starting to get to know your album here. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So, um. Thank you. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about the project like when does it come out when does the album come out in end, end of april i think right
1: uh, the album, album comes out 29th of april right and um single the first single from the album which is called uh, can't you see what you're doing to me comes out on 25th of march okay so yeah we're, we're just a, just over a week away from the single coming out and then album on the 29th of april
0: right and uh can you tell me a little bit about the uh how the album came about and like you obviously were recording this a little bit over the pandemic so uh you want to walk us well through
1: yeah i mean we were mixing during the pandemic we'd already recorded the album at the end of
0: 2019.
1: oh um, how it came about was um we did a tour in 2017 and 2018 with paul rogers right um a free and bad company and um, my band that was we were Deborah Bonham band then um, we've now changed to Bonham Bullock just because you know I wanted a new project and a new band right. a new band uh, you know, I wanted to involve the band it's not a new band we've been together thirty years yeah um, so um, uh, Paul chose my band to back him on the Free Spirit tour in the UK and I opened up and an album was made from the Albert Royal Albert Hall. And Quarto Valley Records, um, a Grammy Award-winning uh, independent label in California, they they put it out. Huh. And Paul then said, well, let's go to America and let's do this in America. So we came to America. We did a Stars Aligned tour with Jeff Beck and Ann Wilson. Again, I opened up and yeah. and, uh, and my band uh, backed Paul. And it was fantastic. And Bruce Quarto, the the owner and head of the label was at the show, right. with his um, labels uh, label director, operations director Mike Carden, who, is you know he he's been the head of East West Records. He's a veteran in the music industry, right. and they were there, and we got talking, and they said, "Well, we think you should do a record." So we that was it, and um, and we discussed what we're, we were originally going to put our other albums out. Um, which are uh, are, our original albums, but I said, no, you know what? I really want to do a new project. I want to do something different, and I want it to be the band because, you know, they're such a great band, and and Pete is such an amazing guitarist. I I just didn't want it to be, you know, Deborah Bonham, somebody thinks I'm some sort of, you know, girl singer with an acoustic guitar or something. It's (laughs) not, you know, we're quite yeah but live band so yeah. i said how about this and i said we'll do we'll do some covers rooted in the blues uh some classics some obscure and everybody agreed and and that's how we got here wow.
0: yeah well it, it's got a great sound for sure i mean and it draws you in uh, pretty Thank quickly you. and uh you know at first i wasn't sure i didn't know much about you to be honest with you so I, i've been trying to get to know your your work and your your career a bit. Now it seems that you haven't recorded much. So in ninety in eighty five you had a record, but then there doesn't seem to be anything until two thousand. So were you working over that period, or did you were yeah. you in the business and doing? Uh, yeah,
1: well, I was I, I was stuck in a in a in a contract with a record label from eighty five.
0: Oh okay, which
1: was really quite difficult to get out. Yeah and so that took the best part of 10 years you oh, know oh, okay. um and i just i worked in the industry then and and learned about the industry right um so i didn't it was wasted time you know uh and i needed to i needed to grow up you know i i really did think that you you know you you decided to become a, a musician and you put out an album and it goes straight to number one and and, and all of that. And of yeah. course it's
0: not that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. I had a rude awakening. Listen, yeah. you know, I'd only ever known Led Zeppelin. Yeah. That's what they did, you yeah, know, yeah, when I was yeah. six years old. Yeah. You know, they put out an album, number one, and that was that. So I yeah. never had any understanding of the, the build-up to how yeah. you have to, yeah. you know, pay your dues on stage and, yeah. and, and work at it, you know. Yeah. So it didn't do me any harm right. taking a big break Um, and learning the industry, playing in bands, writing songs, you know, um, and I just kept doing that. And the idea then um, came about doing a blues album, even back then, back in the nineties, a a big late record label suggested I did this um, lady sings the blues type of thing, covers of Billie Holiday and, uh, and Esther James and, and I just didn't feel I was ready. I just thought, no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, yeah. to to do that, you've really, you've got to mean it and you've got to bring something to cover these, right. these incredible artists that went through so much, you know. I, I hadn't gone through that in my life. Right. Um, so I decided not to do it and carried on with writing my own stuff, which um, I'm glad I did. But now I'm, I'm older and things have happened in my life that I can relate to. Um, in the blues right. And that's why now I thought, yeah, come on I'm, I'm ready to do a, a, a blues-rooted album and, mm-hmm. You know, there's Albert King on there There's Sam Cooke There's, there's Ovi Wright So there's a bit of soul there Betty yeah. Harris, you know yeah. Um, yeah. It, it felt right now to do it
0: Yeah uh, I don't Because I, I don't have the writing credits I wasn't able to, uh, you know, actually determine Which, which oh, one of the okay. songs were covers So maybe you can take me through that a bit there's a couple of the songs that really stood out for me that i'd uh love to chat with you a little bit about um but um just i just want to stay a little bit with the creation of the album so you you did you recorded the album in uh in england at peter gabriel state studios i understand it right
1: um, no, we we recorded actually recorded it just down the road. Um, I live in a in a, a small village that has a chapel, oh, okay. and the chapel has been turned into a recording studio, and it's li- literally down down the hill from my house, and it's a fantastic vibe in there to yeah. record. So we recorded in there recorded the whole album in there and then we took it to Peter Gabriel's real world studio to mix with this um, incredible uh, engineer, Tim Oliver. The two guys that uh, engineered the album for me at home, um, uh, Paul Burton, who owns the chapel and David Evans were fantastic engineers, got all the, the great sounds for me. But tim is just a master at mixing albums i mean he's just yeah. phenomenal tim yeah. oliver and so that was at peter gabriel's real world okay yeah so, because um, and that i had to do a bit remotely because the pandemic hit right. by the time we got to that point right so i did it um backwards and forwards over the internet and yeah. then they lifted the restrictions a bit and we were able to to go and right. go over there which was fantastic it's yeah an amazing place
0: yeah because it's got a really great sound and uh uh, you know there's a the cohesiveness in the sound throughout all the songs is pretty strong so however you recorded it you caught some Thank magic you. you caught some magic there for sure um and uh y- you know you. it's it's not it's not filled with a lot of uh guitar pyrotechnics or anything there's some really tasteful solos yeah, yeah it's really got some uh, nice sweet sounds in it so it's it's going to really grow on me i'm just starting to get to know it as i said but i think you got something really special there, there there's Thank a you. couple of songs that i'd love to uh chat about but before uh, perhaps before we do that maybe we should just talk about this tour you're on with paul rogers and and uh oh i forgot her name from my heart, um, Ann Wilson. Ann Wilson. That must from have hearts, yeah. that must have been an extraordinary experience because uh, both of them. Oh, are, it was. It, yeah.
1: was. it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, for me, I was opening up. Yeah. And I had my friend on guitar. He's an old friend of mine since we were, yeah, in our teens. He played guitar with my nephew Jason Bonham in a band called Bonham. Right. And uh, they had quite good success in the in the 90s, I think, across America. Um, So I rang Ian Hatton up and just said, um, "Ian, uh, you know, the band are going to play with Paul, but they want me to, you know, uh, Paul wants me to open up the show. Do you want to do it? Just me and you on, you know, you on guitar, me singing." He said, "Great. What 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 places are we playing?" And I said, "Well, here's the rub. It's (laughs) amphitheaters, like thousands upon thousands of people." I was like, "Oh." He was like, "You're kidding me! You and I are just going to walk out there with a guitar and a voice?" And I said, right. "Yep." Yeah, uh, and that's what we did. And it it was to start off with, it was daunting, but we, you know, the people went crazy for it, so yeah. it was just fantastic.
0: I can imagine. The
1: daunting part was, you know, every night I played Anne Wilson, who's one of my heroes. You know, I think she's one of certainly one of one of the greatest female vocalists. Um, that that uh, that I've listened to, um, she was at the side of the stage watching me, yeah. and I kept looking over, thinking, "Oh my God, it's Anne Wilson!" You yeah. know, I've got to—I better sing well. Yeah, well, <laughs> you Peter, of course.
0: Well, you yeah, sing Peter pretty good. In
1: our, uh, thank you, yeah. Peter, in our band, um, Peter Bullock, but he was playing with Paul Rogers. He had to walk on after Jeff Beck. Or before Jeff Beck because um, it was a double headliner. Oh right, right. So yeah. one, one night it would be Paul, yeah. and the next night it would be uh, be Jeff. And of course, Pete had to walk out. Pete started the show on his own. He walked out and started this guitar piece, and then that Paul would come in, and the whole band would light up. You know? Right, yeah. So he had that in him. Beck watching him. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was daunting but it was fantastic and they were all such beautiful people yeah and their crew were great we, we sure. became quite a big family on yeah, the tour I
0: can imagine
1: and so we did two months of it and it was absolutely amazing
0: yeah now was... and we
1: came to Canada I've never been to Canada before we came oh. to Canada we came yeah. to, to
0: Toronto In Toronto. yeah we
1: came to Canada
0: yeah I remember that tour I didn't I would have loved to have seen that because I'm I'm nuts for Jeff Beck, absolutely nuts, and certainly yeah. i have loved Paul Rogers. Now, did, did was Jeff Beck playing with a, a vocalist that on that tour? Did he have yes. his vocal? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and, oh my goodness! Just how rude of me. His name's gone right out of my head. Yeah, I can't. Lovely, remember. lovely guy. I can't remember. Who um, would either. come on? And- do about four? Uh, no, we do about six songs. Yeah. Yeah. So half of Jeff Crow was Jeff, and and half was with Ah.
0: Uh. Yeah, I can't remember. It'll
1: come to me in a minute. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's a great singer, though. Um, I th- I think they yeah, recorded. Uh, I think they recorded a live album off that tour. I Can't remember. Uh, yeah, well, they
1: might well have done. it. Was that, really, really good.
0: That must have been a lot of fun. Anyway, well, I can't imagine, uh, you know, hanging out with those folks. But uh anyway, so back.
1: Yeah, I think it was.
0: <laughs> back to the uh, back to the album. Let's just talk about a few songs of yours here. Um the the first song that really jumped out on for me on the album was Trouble Blues. And uh Ah yeah. Now who who's who's is that a cover or is that your song? Oh
1: no, it's um um the the version I, I always used to listen to was um Sam Cook. Okay. And I can't. I can't think who's who wrote the song right now, uh, but it was uh, Sam Cooke that sang it, that made it. Um, you know that I knew that's uh, in my collection. Uh, but it's a very, very different version. I think you know all of these songs when when I decided to do Sam Cooke, which is, you know, when when we were making this album, and I was producing it, and it's the first time I've totally produced on my own. It was weighing quite heavy on my shoulders because, you know, Sam Cooke, and you've got to, you've got to, you can't just do a straight uh, copy. You've got to bring your heart and your soul, and it has to happen organically. Uh, So it has to be different, and but but all the time keeping the respect for the original. Right. Yeah. So I've decided that I think this will be great, this Sam Cooke song. But when we started it. I just thought, oh no, 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 it's not working, it's not working. And so I stopped everything and said, Okay, look, can, can you just play the a straight drum for me, nothing else, and I'll sing it a cappella and let's bring the time right back, slow it right down. Um, I could sort of hear it being pretty haunting, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas Sam Cook's is 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 upbeat yeah
0: for sure yeah
1: um and so that's what happened um marco the drummer brought it right back and i just sang and it was like yep that was it and then we were able to layer it after that you know we started adding the guitars and stuff and it was uh yeah that was it's a sam cook song
0: oh well you really nailed it there because that one really touched me uh that grabbed me uh you know oh thank you really pulled me in and the uh the The other song that I really love on this album is "When This World Comes to an End." Now, yeah. Now, who is that? Is that uh, is that? Well,
1: that's a very old. No, every single song is a cover, and and this "When This World Comes to an End" is a real old gospel hymn. Really. Um. Yeah, it's a very very old gospel hymn and I heard a version of it. I I knew of the song, but I heard a version of it by a a, a woman called Ashley Cleveland who's right. a, a an American singer-songwriter. She's she's very very cool. Yeah. And I loved it and I just thought, yeah, okay. Um let's let's try this one and see how we you know, we can bring us to it. Um Wow. It's a bit scary because the lyric at the time—I um, mean, it's—it's it's typical of that sort of gospel uh, blues, you know, yeah. set in, in deep at, um, Louisiana or something. It's about being ready when it, when the time comes, you know. Yeah. And now I'm singing it, and the reality of what's going on in the world, <laughs> yeah. right now it's, the, it's a bit scary, and I'm not ready at all. No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm ready. not. I want it.
0: I'm not ready.
1: I, I, I want to... I got a load of life left yet. Yeah. I want the world to keep going. It needs yeah. to keep spinning.
0: Yeah, well, it certainly so, does. Yeah,
1: it's, a, it's a strong song. We, we just got we just
0: got to send all those guys off in uh, Jeff Bezos spaceship and let them go out there, you know, let them Trump and Putin and all those guys fight it out up there and uh, leave the rest oh, of us alone.
1: I just, even too close. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we could ever do. Yeah, I, I, hopefully we'll just keep praying that yeah. peace and uh yeah. People have come to their senses, you yeah. know. We've all got to just rub along,
0: and yeah, yeah. And uh,
1: everybody's everybody's got enough space. Everybody's got enough room. They, we, we don't need to be taking other countries away. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. We're all okay.
0: And yeah. I just think,
1: yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping that song isn't a prediction, really. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I I uh, think that that's a really standout track. I mean, there are others as Thank well, you. but that that one really uh, as well just got me. And uh, the last song just to uh, the last song is that maybe you can share with us a bit is uh, it ain't easy. Is it, what's it called? It ain't easy. Now I don't recognize that one at all either. So
1: okay, so who's that now? That it, it, it ain't easy is a song by Ron Davies,
0: oh, okay. um, who is a, a
1: British writer, yeah, right. Ron, Ron Davies. And in fact, on the original, um, Maggie Bell from Stone the Crows is singing right. on there, and
0: okay.
1: uh, and I, um, I, I've only heard it since we've done this track. But David Bowie did a version of it, and right. so many people have said to me, "Oh my gosh, you did a you did a Bowie song on your album." I'm like, no, no,
0: yeah. no. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but Pete uh, and the rest of my band, that you know, rest of uh, Bon and Bullock, they all. They all know the 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 Bowie version. I know the Ron Davis version. Right, okay. Um it's just such a great song. Such a great song. And and uh, again, it was finding the way to bring us to it that's so that it was different, but retain that respect. Yeah, yeah. And actual fact, um Andy Stoller, um, out of Ann Wilson's band and Heart as well, he was on that tour. It um, stars a line, and he said, You know, if you're doing an album, I really want to play on it. And he's the bass player with Anne and Hart and Nancy.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's playing on that track. We oh. let him We let him play on that track. Oh, so lucky. that bass player is Annie Stoller. Who's lucky guy. A beautiful friend lives in Seattle. Yeah.
0: Now, is Maggie Bell still going? It wasn't.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes. I saw her um, just now. I, it might have been just before lockdown. She was playing locally to me, really, and I went and saw her because, yeah, she's one of she's one of my heroes too. You yeah. know, Stone the Crow. I just absolutely thought she was yeah. amazing with yeah. them. Now, but yeah, she's still going, she's still yeah. going strong and looking great. i yeah. might say.
0: Yeah. Now, let's can we go back a little bit and talk a little bit about your uh, vocal influences, like because I was trying yeah. to I was yeah. trying to identify a little bit. Uh, you know, where your singing style comes from or your stylistic, but you seem to have your own thing going and it's definitely got its own own sound and it's powerful. So, but how did you shape yeah. that? I mean, uh, I guess at, at this point in your career, it's probably it's just a, all you, but... It's
1: a mad, it's a, it's a mad eclectic mix. Yeah. I mean, I obviously grew up listening to Robert Plant play, sing, right, yeah. who I just thought was spectacular. Yeah. Um, so he's influenced an awful lot. Um, but I also loved all the the Motown and all the soul guys, you know, I'm right. a big Otis Redding fan. Al oh, Green. sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Felipe Wynn from the Spinners, Aretha Franklin, Etta James, all of, all of those singers and Peebles. Right. Okay. Um and I also loved, um, you know, Joni Mitchell, Christine McVie, Stevie Nicks, Janis Joplin.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So it's a real mix. And, and of course, I'm Wilson, you know. Yeah. So I grew up listening to all of these Carole King, um, uh, Carly Simon, you know. So yeah. it's a real old mix, yeah. I guess. And there's just bits from all of them that, yeah. that uh. i Take them away. And, and of course, with the, the guys, it would be Paul Rogers and Steve yeah. Marriott from Humble Pie. Yeah, um, I'm a big Little Feet fan, so I love Lowell George and Bonnie Raitt and right. Emily Lou Harris. So oh, it's a, man. It's, an, it's a whole mixture goes on, you know? Yeah.
0: Now, yeah. Did, did you know Steve Marriott? Did you ever meet him?
1: I didn't know. Oh, I know his daughter. Oh, and, really? Uh, Pete, Pete Bullock, uh, the guitarist in the band, he, he met Steve quite a few times, and our drummer, Richard Newman, um, he played with Steve yeah. in uh, in Steve Marriott's a solo band after Humble Pie. Right. So he was playing with Steve, and then he joined Rory Gallagher. Yeah. Um, but I had the chance to play with Peter Frampton, um, who I absolutely adore. I'm a big Humble Pie fan. You know, yeah, me and, too. And I love Peter Frampton. Me too. <laughs> and I... Um, yeah, yeah, no, great I band. I mean, live them. at the Fillmore, just yeah. one of my all time yeah. favorite albums, and and smoking, you know, all yeah. of those,
0: yeah,
1: smoking and uh, eat it. What well, I just yeah. oh, I, I just love them, yeah. So, there was a tribute happening for Humble Pie for, sorry, for um, Steve Marriott in London, right? And I managed to get on the bill, uh, via uh, Pete, um. Pete Bullock, he, he, he wangled me on the bill somehow. I, I don't know how he did that, but he did. And I got to sing, I, um, I got to sing a couple of the songs and I did, I can't stand the rain, which was an Am Peebles song, but right. Steve Marriott did it on the Thunderbox album.
0: Right.
1: Um, and I did a couple of others as well. Uh, black coffee. Oh, I did yeah. that. And I did, uh, if you think we groovy, which Pat Arnold did with right. them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, And then I got to meet uh, Peter Frampton, who said, you know, why don't you come and sing backup while we go on? So I I walked out on the stage and I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm on stage with Humble Pie, you know. And it was all the original. Greg was on bass, Clem Clemson, uh, Greg Briggley, Clem Clemson, and Jerry Shirley on drums. Uh, It was only Missing Steve, but wow. And they did I Don't Need No Doctor. Ah, And uh, it uh, uh, you know, 90 days was, in was, the uh, hole. It was just phenomenal. <laughs> 90 days 90 in the, days hole, in the hole. hole. That's the one I love.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Isn't it? the that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the back there with the blackberries. You yeah. know, oh,
1: absolutely man. great. So, um, and then Jerry Shirley loved it so much. He said, "You know, if ever you need a drummer, Deb, I'll I'll come and join you." And he joined our band for about ten years. Right. And so I got to do. Um, uh, those those songs you've just talked about, live with him on stage. Oh it my was gosh. brilliant. It would be. It <laughs> was just cool. a
0: thrill. Yeah, they were so energetic. And, that, you know, he was just out there. He just seemed to put everything he had out there. And I just loved it. It was dangerous almost. That's
1: then. it. I, so I guess, you know, we're, we're very similar to that on stage. Yeah. When we're live people have sort of commented that we have a bit of the swagger of humble pie. Right. And I think it's because we've all grown up with that, that old adage of Steve Marriott, you know, mean it. Yeah. If you're going to get out there then you better down, well don't, yeah. don't just get on that stage and, you know, yeah. half hearted. And so, yeah, we, we, we do that. And occasionally as an uncle, we might do a, uh, a humble pie, you know. Uh, um, it just depends how we are. But yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Now um,
1: we've we've grown up with.
0: That. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and speaking of Ann Wilson, you know, one of the greatest moments in musical history, of course, is when Ann Wilson sang, uh, you know, "Stairway to Heaven" at uh, the Kennedy Center. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Josh. That,
1: it's funny you said it because now you've I've just got goosebumps again because yeah. when I watched that. I just had the most incredible goosebumps. I mean, she nailed it. The whole band did. I yeah. mean, I know it was uh, Jason on drums, yeah, but... and it was fantastic. But it, that was an inspired moment, and I think it was his idea to bring the choir in with the of hats. That right. was Jason. Yeah, and um, but but the whole band just nailed it, you right. know. And that's no easy thing to do. Right. I mean, really isn't. But she just. Oh, oh, it's it's it. it's one of the she most.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's one of the most perfect moments in rock history, I think, because yeah. you know not only were the guys from Led Zeppelin there, but you know Josh was there playing the drums and everything. So, listen, can I ask you a little bit about John Bonham? Uh, you know no, your brother. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he well, was such an astounding drummer, and I know you were young, but did you? Did you understand how he developed that approach? Because no one has ever been able to replicate it. Um, and
1: um, I mean, he he was steeped in the the Motown uh, big band. It was first of all the big bands. So you're looking at uh, Benny Goodman. Oh yeah, with um, Cooper on drums. Right. Yeah. So that was his 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 starting his starting out. Benny Goodman and Sandy Nelson as well with yeah. Let There Be Drums. Because um, my mom and dad used to play all of that music all the time. Right. So John just kept playing Gene Crooper. He just loved him. And he loved right. Buddy Rich too. Yeah. And then he got into the Motown drummers, you know, um, Clive Stubberfield and uh, uh, Purdy. And, uh, you know, I, it, he just loved all of that. And if you listen to some of the drumming on James Brown's songs... Yeah, you yeah. you hear that groove. You hear those yeah. those those fantastic hi hat things and everything. So yeah. so John really put all that into a, into the bag and made it his own and right. and came out with with John Bonham. You know, yeah. Um, he'd always, I mean, since he was a kid, as a baby, he would hit pots and pans. You know, my mom, oh, yeah, we he, he, yeah. he sat there and he was nappy with pots and pans. You know, yeah. <laughs> bashing the heck out of them. Yeah um they got him his first kit um when he was i don't know he might have been about 10 or something oh right um but yeah he he he, he just played and played and played and he kept perfecting his his skill and right. his you know he had to be the best he he, he was driven like that you yeah. know, and it had to be good it had to yeah. be great yeah it was i think it's coming from that background you know that the same as Steve Marriott, there was just no point getting up and doing stuff if you weren't going to yeah. mean it. And, and you know, yeah, there was well, just no point. So <laughs> that was, the, that was the sort of, that was how it, how it was during yeah, the seventies, the yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. you know, well, with all musicians.
0: I, yeah. Well, I, I, I started playing in the sixties and that's what it was in the sixties. I mean, I never, yeah. you know, I was only just a weekend warrior, but you know, the whole goal was to just let her go and, get out as far as you could. Now, with with Led Zeppelin, where, did you go on any of the tours or did you get to go to shows or I didn't go
1: on
0: tour.
1: No. I went to the shows. Yeah. 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 I didn't go on any Because shows. man, they worked yeah,
0: they worked so hard there for so many years that, you know, it was just remarkable. Now, has uh have you uh, had a chance to has Robert Plant have had a chance to hear your new music because he's got Yes, some, yes.
1: And he came to see us live last week. We played in London and um, I didn't know he was coming and it was just really lovely to see him. No, we're we're real close. And he's been a guiding light for me with with help in in, in always trying to move forward, which he does, you know, and he's just such a knowledge, musical knowledge, you know. It's incredible. He still finds... New artists and sends me these. You know, it's just sent me a great album. A guy called uh, Robert Finley, yeah, right. um, the show Up and Sun, and it's I haven't stopped playing it. Right. So it's um, yeah, he's he's got an amazing knowledge of music, of production, of sound, how it should be, and you know, yeah, he's been he's been a real shining light for it would, me. It'd be life. a
0: lot of fun for you to do uh, something with him because uh, you know he's a real collaborator. I know. You know, that-
1: when when you're so close and you're yeah. close friends and yeah. you're um uh, but he's like you know he's like a big brother to me yeah I do um it's maybe the time will come, maybe the time will be right i yeah. mean of course gosh i'd lo- I'd absolutely love to, but it has yeah. got to be the the right project and the right time, and yeah. it's got to come from him sure and yeah. um you know, it's it's one of those things that if it if it happened, it'd be great. If it never did, it doesn't matter yeah. because I've su- I have sung with him live on stage, which yeah. was a, an absolute joy. That was a moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I've been so lucky to have, to have. I mean, the whole band. We've played with some incredible people. Yeah. You know, Paul Rogers is such a close friend and and a great um, champion. Him and his wife Cynthia. Who was Miss Canada, by the way? Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yes, she's beautiful on the out, inside as she is on the out. Yeah. And um, you know, they've really championed us and, and helped us. And you know, I, I'd like to think that it's because they see something in us. It's not just yeah. because I'm, you know, I'm John's sister. It's no, nothing no, to do I... with that. It's about, it's yeah. always about the music. Yeah, well, clearly, and, um, clearly, and to be... me, you know. It, it's like being on stage with Peter Frampton. It, yeah. it, I just think, Ricky, if nothing else ever happened in our lives, I'm absolutely blessed. You yeah. know, I'm so happy yeah. about the, the 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 moments that we've had in music. Has have been incredible. Yeah.
0: Now, can I ask one uh, question about Peter? Um, because yeah, he, he he um, he he cites his influences as Rory uh, Gallagher, but you know, I was trying. Yeah. I was trying to see if there is, and I can't hear it at all. Um, he's got a very well, sweet, uh, he almost linear in his guitar playing. He he doesn't, he sort of single lines it, you know, he goes up. It's very beautiful yeah. the way he just takes the sound out of the guitar. Uh, Gallagher says, was just a wild know, man.
1: <laughs> he says Rory, he says Rory Gallagher, and he says uh, Paul Kossoff. And, right. But actually, it's pretty steeped in the blues. He yeah. he absolutely loves BB King. He loved Albert King. Right. He he loves he loves people like um, Big Big Jim Brunsy. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Bill. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. He loves he loves um, he loved the twang of uh, oh, Eddie Cochran and right, all of yeah, that. Yeah. So you know he's got all those bits. Right. Going in into this mismatch, yeah. miss not mismatch, this mosh of of, Sound, of music yeah. that, that's him. Yeah, and so it just comes out, and he loves people. You know, he loves uh, uh, Dave Gilmore and you know Jimmy Page and uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he's got all that. He's a little bit like me. He's got an absolute mixture. He cites Rory Gallagher because he met Rory, and Rory oh. was so lovely to him. And he oh, just, I see. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. Uh, he absolutely—he loves Rory's yeah. guitar playing, but yeah. he said Rory was the, the most loveliest man he'd ever met when he was a teenager. He blagged yeah. his way in backstage. Yeah. Not that many bands toured Northern Ireland because Pete's from Belfast. Right. And, of course, um, he grew up in the Troubles in Belfast, right. and so there was a lot of bombing and a lot of uh, killings and stuff. Yeah. And not many bands went there. Right. And, um, but Rory did. Right. And so Pete was able to... Um, blag his way in backstage and and he sat with rory and rory was so lovely to him oh, bon good. scott was the same as well yeah so he he always says rory he loves rory's playing but yeah he's got a whole lot of he's of got a, going yeah. On in there. Well, it yeah well it's an you interesting
0: know, he, it, it, it's interesting to see somebody uh you know cite rory gallagher as an influence because he was such a tremendous artist and such a hard-working guy and yeah. uh, he contributed big, so much
1: Bill think i think, yeah. I think yeah big bill brunsey yeah now let's <laughs> yeah Rory, let's just
0: to, just to wind it up what's next so do you, are you heading out on a tour are you going to tour in england or europe or something
1: yeah um, that's that's the idea that we we we're about to start i mean the album comes out and we're about to go on in on tour in the uk and europe um, we're just waiting. You know, everyone's gone a little worried again that there's a new variant of this blessed pandemic, and right. we just don't know where, how that's going to affect and and how things are going to be over in in America because there are still restrictions in place. So we're sort of right. watching that and hoping by the fall we will be able to get out there, all right. all things, you know, being equal and and, and coming together. Um, it really is about you know seeing if the restrictions get lifted and that we can come and, and play. And yeah. if that if that happens, we can't wait to get over there because and come over to uh, Canada yeah. um, because we had such a great great re- response and reception. People were so so giving to us, you know, yeah. when yeah. we were on the Stars Align tour that we're just desperate to get back yeah. out
0: there. Well,
1: so that's the plan.
0: I hope so. I, I, well, I I wish you good fortune with that and. I hope you have a tremendous yeah, looking- su- success with the album. It is it's going to be uh, I think people Thank are going to love it, yeah. And will you be doing all kinds well, of videos? Looking- will you Yeah, be-
1: we 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 will do videos, but we're looking for we're definitely looking for an agent and promoter in Canada. Okay. So if you know any, <laughs> push them our way Go to deborabonham.com. Okay, I will do so. <laughs> because we want to come to Canada. <laughs>
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean. We're here Sunday mornings with the interview portion from our show from Thursday night, Behind the Drive, which is a more in-depth show. Thanks so very much for listening. Have a great week.